From KERA Dallas-Fort Worth-Denton, it's Anything You Ever Wanted to Know. I'm Stephen Becker, and this week for Jeff Whittington. If you've got a question you've been wondering about or an answer to offer up, we would love to hear from you. Elizabeth says, I'm trying to identify a flowering tree I've been seeing a lot of lately. It has sharp, pointed leaves with beautiful bright pink blooms, and it's not a crepe myrtle. They look more like they'd be native to the desert. Mary says, I have a full set of world book encyclopedias from 1957 that I'd like to donate. Can anyone help me find a good home for them? And Azim says, I need to donate a couch. Is there a way to get free pickup and of the and a donation of the furniture that is tax deductible? Our telephone number is 800-933-5372. You can email the show at anything at kera.org. And I'll be looking after questions on Twitter. I'm at Stephen Becker. We'll get started after a short break. From KERA Dallas, Fort Worth, Denton, that's anything you ever wanted to know. I am Stephen Becker, and I'm in this week for Jeff Whittington. It is Friday the 13th of July, and we'll be taking your questions and answers this hour as we do every Friday at this time. Our telephone number is 800-933-5372. You can, of course, email your questions and answers to us. That email address is anything at kera.org. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Stephen Becker. That's Stephen with a PH. And I will be following your questions and answers over there as well. So plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, Starting out this week, we heard from, let's see, we heard from Mary, who says that she's got a full set of world book encyclopedias from 1957 that she needs to get rid of. She says, I think these books could be of historical interest, but I don't know how to find a place to donate them. Can anyone help me find a good home? And let's see, we heard from Andrew, who says, I recently built a small travel trailer And I'm looking for someone in the area who can paint nature murals from photographs I've taken on the outside walls of the trailer. Is there anyone locally who does this who could uh, provide an estimate of what that might cost? And let's see, who else do we hear from? Oh, we heard from Elizabeth, who says, I'm trying to identify a flowering tree I've been seeing a lot of lately. It has sharp pointed leaves with beautiful bright pink blooms. And it's not a crepe myrtle. These look more like they'd be native in a desert. That was from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, I think we got an answer for you. Let's go on the phones and start off the show. Let's talk to Matthew in Dallas. Matthew, thanks for calling anything. Yeah, my pleasure. I had two possible answers. Um, I think uh, it could be in Mazalia, but there's another one that comes out in the spring sometimes, and I think they call it a uh, mimosa tree. Okay. So one one could be one of those. Okay, well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for calling and letting us know, okay? Thanks. Thanks. 800-933-5372. If you'd like to join the conversation, let's stick with the phones here at the beginning, and uh, let's also go get an answer. Let's talk to Elizabeth in Fort Worth. Elizabeth, thanks for calling. Sure. So I had an answer. I heard at the beginning of the show that there was somebody interested in donating a couch and yes. trying to find a free pickup. So mm-hmm. the Salvation Army actually does free pickups of large furniture, including even mattresses. And you can schedule a pickup online with them and kind of give them a description of what you have for them. Um, When they do come, they'll inspect the furniture first to make sure that they can accept it because sometimes if it has a lot of, like, pet scratches or something, Mm -hmm. they can't. But they can move it out of your residence for you if you need it on the curb as well. Oh, that's a, what a service. That's nice to know. Yes, they are fantastic. Hey, well, hey, thank you so much for calling and letting us know, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. 
800-933-5372. We've got another line open there. Uh, you can also, of course, reach us at anything at KERA.org. Let's go back to that inbox really quickly. Uh, let's see here. We heard from Bach, who asks, does anyone know where I can buy a picana to grill? And uh, Bach goes on to say, picana is a cut of beef called sirloin cap in the United States that's popular in Brazil. North American butchers generally divide it into other cuts like the rump, the round, and the loin. So if you've got an answer for where that cut could be found, Bach would love to hear from you. And let's see. I think that's it for the questions from Inbox at the moment. You know, last week we had some people calling in. I think we had a call where somebody was wanting to know remedies for getting rid of roaches. And we had some some other suggestions come in over the course of the week. You know, that is... Worth pointing out, by the way, that when you email your questions and answers uh, to the anything box, we always take a look during the course of the week and, of course, save them for Friday. But if you think of that answer or your question pops to mind and it's Wednesday, you know, don't feel like you've got to wait until Friday at 1130 to send those along. You can send them in any time of the week and we'll scurry them away for Friday. But anyway, going back to those suggestions for getting rid of cockroaches, uh, Palma says there's a product called Roach Proof that is widely available. And Paul says, I don't know if it's uh, considered organic, but it is quite effective. And we also heard from Peggy who says, I had a horrible infestation years ago and tried everything to no avail. Finally, I bought, get ready for it, diatomaceous earth and sprinkled it in the back of my cupboards around baseboards and lifted the trapdoor in my closet and poured it down there. After a couple of days, no roaches and haven't seen one since. That stuff is amazing. Well, thank you to Palma and Peggy. You know, diatomaceous earth, we hear that term on this show all the time. And uh, apparently it's good at getting rid of roaches as well. 800-933-5372 if you'd like to join the show. And why don't we go there now and let's talk to Gabriel and Addison. Gabriel, thanks for calling anything. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question about, um, I I got a chance to drive a friend's import car recently, and it's a Brit model. Uh, The driver's steering column is on the right-hand side of the car. Hmm. But it made me wonder, because I got to drive it, and it was actually so much easier for me to drive on the right-hand side of the road where Americans drive. But I know that the Brits drive on the left side of the road. So my question is, why do we drive on the side of the road that is opposite the steering column? Okay. Surely somebody will know the answer to that. If there's an engineering issue or if it's for the sake of the driver's depth perception, but it seemed seemed easier for me, at least, I don't know if anybody feels that way, to drive on the right side. Yeah, you know, maybe there's some kind of ergonomic solution to that question. Somebody out there know. We'll see if we can find an answer for you, okay? Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Line open at 800-933-5372. Let's stick with the phones. Let's go and talk to Scott in Arlington. Scott, thanks for calling the Anything Show. Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Uh, My question is, is there anywhere in the DFW where someone can buy Bambara beans? Okay. B-A-M-B-A-R-A, Bambara, like the ethnic group. It's a West African groundnut, and... I've tried to get it, like, you know, shipped from places, but mm-hmm. it's really expensive with, uh, with you know, overseas shipping. Sure. So I was calling to see if anyone knew where you could find bambara beans for making opa. It's a, it's a Nigerian dish. Interesting. Okay. Somebody will know, and we'll see if we can find an answer for you, okay? All right. Thank you All so right. much. Have thank you. Day. Thanks, Scott. 
800-933-5372 if you'd like to join the conversation. Let's go. Let's get one more for the time being. Let's go and talk to Keith in Fort Worth. Keith, thanks for calling anything. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. I may have an answer for the lady that had the question about uh, the flowering tree with uh, sharp leaves and pink flowers. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she's describing a desert willow. Okay. And I have a couple of friends who have those in their garden. I have another friend who has a small one on her terrace in downtown uh, Dallas. And it sounds like that, perhaps. Okay, yeah. And I believe that the uh, person asking the question said that she thought it would maybe look more at home in the desert. So that yeah, I'm assuming exactly. a desert willow <laughs> would, would look at home in the desert. So maybe that's the answer to our question. Well, maybe hey, that's it. Hey, appreciate you calling, okay? Certainly. Thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 800-933-5372 if you'd like to join the show. But let's go back to the email box. Of course, you can send your questions and answers to anything at kera.org. Uh, Lisa actually says that the tree with the pink, pink blossoms could be a, a plant called Rose of Sharon. And let's see, we heard from Fizah, who says he wants to know how to donate a 1994 Toyota 4Runner. Uh, Fizah says the reverse gear will not work unless the car is warm and doesn't want to get it fixed. Is there any way to donate it and get a tax write-off? Uh, we'll see if we can find the answer for you there. And let's see, what else we got here? Brian is asking where he can take a sampler keyboard to get it repaired. He says the screen works, but the operating system won't load. Does anyone know where Brian can go? Uh, if you've got the answers to those, we would love to hear from you at anything at kera.org or at 800-933-5372. Oh, actually, one more quick one here. Uh, Barbara also throws her hat in for the possibility of that plant being a desert willow. Barbara says it thrives with little water and full sun and blooms all summer long. Uh, Barbara also says mimosa trees, which was another suggestion, have fern-like leaves, not the thin ones that uh, Elizabeth, the original person who sent in the question, described. So thank you for clearing that up. Sounds like desert willow might be the answer, but if you've got another possibility that uh, is something different, you know what? Let us know. 800-933-5372. Let's go to those phones. Let's go and talk to Gary in West Fort Worth. Gary, thanks for calling anything. Yes, sir. Thank you, Stephen. Sure. You got a question today? Yes, I do. Uh, I was wanting to know what a 100-year floodplain is or a 500-year floodplain. As a younger person, I thought, well, that must be what floods every 100 years, but not the case. Uh, uh, specifically, I guess, the, what does the Army Corps of Engineers use as a definition and I guess, uh, does the water control authorities or insurance people or NOAA, do they use the same one? So that's that's my question. Yeah, that's what the term we hear thrown around a lot during the spring and also, again, during hurricane season. So, you know, somebody will know the answer for you, and we'll see if we can get that, okay? Right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. 800-933-5372. Uh, We've got another line open, but why don't we stick with the phones and let's go and talk to Janice in Denison. Janice, thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. I think I have an answer for that pink tree. Okay. Um, I realize the mimosa has kind of a, a puffy-type flower, but they don't have a pointed leaf. The Rose of Sharon has a bit of a pointed leaf, but it's a broad leaf. Um the desert rose again has 
smaller leaves and it comes in either the purple or the pink, very light pink. Uh, but the one that I'm thinking it may be is an oleander. It's more of a bush-type plant, Okay. Um, but it has bright pink flowers and very rough, well, actually tough, pointed leaves that are probably about four to six inches long. So that very well may be it, and it's extremely toxic as well. Ah, okay. So watch out for that if that is indeed the, uh, that right. is indeed the case. Well, hey, thanks. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Janice. Have a good sure. day. Bye-bye. Right, take care. And let's get one more answer on the plant question. Let's go and talk to Sissy in Fort Worth. Sissy, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for answering. Um, I just wanted to inform that person. We use this app called iNaturalist, and it has answered, like, so many questions like this out on a trail or out on, like, anywhere. If you see a plant, we don't know. You can just take an image of it, and oftentimes they immediately identify it. And if not, you can just kind of go in throughout the day and check. And oftentimes um, people will just kind of chime in and help you identify the plants. It's pretty handy. And you can do insects as well, so it's kind of nice. Wow. So it's like uh, it's not a, a recognition thing. It's like you just post it and somebody else yeah, will sometimes Kind of like this it, show? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's almost like facial recognition. Like you can know immediately just based on just like, number of petals or whatever, like it can say immediately, like, oh, I think it might be this. And then later um, it's crowdsourced. So someone can come in and say, actually, it's this. And it's pretty neat. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you'll stop getting plant questions because <laughs> people will all download iNaturalist. <laughs> people may all download those, but I promise you we will never stop getting plant questions. <laughs> so right. one more time, it's called iNaturalist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. I'll have to look into that. Thanks so much. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. If you'd like to join the conversation, I think we got time for one more quick phone call here before we hit the break. Let's go and talk to B in Dallas. B, thanks for calling. Thank you. I wanted to call about the bee. Yes. The Pacania. Yes. It is. um, There is a place that's down off behind Baptist. I want to say it's on Washington and Elm. And they have a variety of different meat, and you can buy the picanha there. Okay, very good. And one more time, where did you say that place was? It's off of Washington and Elm. Okay. I cannot remember the name. If I think of it, I'll email it. Yeah, right there, just outside of downtown, the other side of Deep Elm there. Right, right outside Baptist, exactly. Very good. Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. By Baylor, yeah, of course. Okay. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for letting us know. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. okay. We've got some lines open if you'd like to join the discussion today at 800-933-5372. You can, of course, send those questions to anything at KERA.org. You can tweet to me. I'm at Stephen Becker. We'll be back to answer some more of them in just a couple of minutes. anything you ever wanted to know. I'm Stephen Becker in for Jeff Whittington, and we're, of course, taking your Q's and A's, as we always do, this time of the week on Fridays at noon. Uh, So we'd love to hear from you. We've got, it looks like maybe a line open there at 800-933-5372. We always have the inbox open. That's at anything at kera.org. 
Let's open up one of those lines right quick. How about it? Let's go and talk to, let's talk to Pedro in Dallas. Pedro, thanks for calling anything. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Good. I'm excited. I love the show. And um, I have an answer for the gentleman that needed some artwork on his trailer. Yeah, yeah. Somebody wanted to have a mural painted from a photograph on the side of a trailer. Yes. I've been doing murals for over 25 years in the Dallas area and Fort Worth and I do automotive paint as well as doing uh, murals inside people's homes as well. Cool. Um, I, I love my information. Okay. And yeah. So, that's exactly uh, what I was going to say. And we got that question, I believe from our email inbox. So I, we ought to be able to uh, connect the two of you all and see if we can get something done. Okay. That'd be amazing. It's okay. Great to talk to you. Yeah, hey, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. You, you did great work. Well, right. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you so much. Take care. 800-933-5372. Let's go back to the phones. Let's uh, let's talk to Joe in Plano. Joe, do you have an answer for our floodplain question? Uh, yes. Uh, in short, uh, what the floodplain maps are for is to estimate the probability of flooding uh, based on research that's done by FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Association, you can go to FEMA.gov and find out more than you'll ever want to know about floodplains. The problem with them is the limitation is they're based on averages and probabilities, which is why you can get a 100-year floodplain sometimes two or three years in a row, even though it hadn't been 100 years. And the difficulty has hmm. been happening in Houston and the rest of the country. The weather patterns have changed. There's a lot more rain. It happens more often, and so the floodplain maps are not as accurate as they used to be. You oh, interesting. Go ahead. No, I just said that's very interesting. Yeah, the the way the reason why they change like that. Yeah, it's probability. So they're not scientifically accurate. It's probabilities. And the problem that happened in Houston was they had probably a, a once in a, a could have been a thousand, a, a several hundred year flood, but you can't predict when it's going to happen. It's just like flipping a coin. You might get three heads in a row, but that doesn't mean you're always going to get heads. Over time, mm. it'll average out. Got you cannot it. build. You can't build permanent improvements in a hundred-year floodplain. That's why when people get their houses appraised, they'll always see a flood map in there because it's in a flood zone. Either the uh, lender is not going to do a loan, or they're going to require federal flood insurance. Currently, federal flood insurance, uh, the uh, it may be uh, coming to an end. I think Congress has to approve the funds for it. I received an email recently explaining that uh, they're giving consideration to getting rid of it because it's been costing so much. So many people have been. Uh, collecting on it mm. okay you know, well, the maps are getting out of date so they're having to spend more money on uh, uh people's insurance on recovery got it well i appreciate you calling joe you're welcome okay have, have a good, good weekend one. thanks so much Line open at 800-933-5372. We had a question from Fiza earlier who says that uh, she's got a 1994 Toyota 4Runner uh, to donate and is just looking for a place to make that donation and get a tax write-off. Uh, let's go and talk to Paul in Plano who has an answer on that car donation question. Paul, thanks for calling anything. Hey, Hi. good to hear a, a new voice. I miss Jeff, but I enjoy hearing from you too. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I want to put a plug in for KERA. That fellow wants to donate his car. KERA is an excellent place to do that. I did that several years ago, and um, I think it's on your website. You can go to the donate section on the website, and you can get the process started there. KERA takes care of all the paperwork, 
They come pick up the car. It's a pretty seamless process. If he wants to donate the car for a more altruistic or you know personal reason, uh, WFAA seems to uh, uh, promote carsforkids.org, which uh, this goes to help children. Right, so right, there's right. A couple of ways that a person can donate a vehicle, a RV, a boat, any any type of vehicle. Very good. Hey, thanks for those suggestions, Paul. Appreciate it. And I have one question. Okay. This is a, a, a kind of an overall question. So we know back when Katrina hit the Gulf Coast, one of the first things that happened is the cost of uh, diesel fuel skyrocketed. And it was because a lot of the refineries that were damaged did uh, uh, diesel refine, refinement. Well, those have all been repaired. They're back up to full production. And it's also well known, diesel costs less to produce than gasoline. So other than greed, is there a reason for why diesel fuel continues to be uh, more costly than gasoline? Somebody out there know? We'll be sure and get an answer to that question for you, okay? All right. right. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. And thanks for the suggestions on donating a car. I look forward to getting my knuckles wrapped here for not thinking of the KERA car donation. But uh, you know what? Paul remembered it, and that's all that counts. So you can donate that car, of course, to KERA. Uh, And that other organization that Paul mentioned, which was um, the Cars for Kids donation process there. Uh, So both sound like great options. 800-933-5372 to join the conversation. Or you can always, of course, send us an email to the anything box. We got a question also uh, car related from Diego who wants to know, how do I present a a suggestion for road work to be done on an intersection? Diego lives in Watauga. So uh, I suppose he's a course wanting you know specifics for making that suggestion in Watauga but that is a good question about how one goes about suggesting road work or possibly a stop sign things like that that need to be updated for an intersection Uh, if you've got an answer for Diego he and we would love to hear from you again that's 800-933-5372 why don't we go back to the phones let's talk to Annette in Argyle Annette thanks for calling hi there hi So I have a question. I'm looking to buy a kefir lime plant. I've looked at H-Mart and some different Asian markets where I've bought them before with no luck. Maybe somebody knows where I might buy one. Okay. Well, somebody out there surely will know. We'll see if we can get an answer for you, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. And uh, let's stick with the phones. Let's go and talk to Eric in Dallas. Eric, thanks for calling the show. Hi. How are you? Great. Uh, yes, I wanted to call because I have a, a Samsung HFS Neo phone. It's a Windows 8 phone. And my problem is that the screen cracked a couple of weeks ago, and I can't, you know, I can't. It still works perfectly, but I can't, you know, open it. I can't access it at all. And I take it into some uh, cell phone repair shops here in Dallas in the area, but they can't repair it because the it's a type of phone where the screen is, glued on or sawed on to the actual phone, so they can't, you know, fix it. My main issue is that I have photos on it that I want to recover. I don't really want to fix the phone, but just recover the files. So uh, I want to okay. know if anyone knew where I could send in this phone for them to, like, recover the files or whatever. Because, yeah, it's a specific type of phone, and not everyone knows how to operate on it. That's my main issue. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody will know where uh, where you can get that taken care of. We'll see if we can find an answer for you, okay? Thank you. All right, thanks for calling. Let's see here. Uh, one more on the phone, actually, because we had a, this question about why we drive uh, on the side of the road that we drive on. Uh, let's get an answer from Jay in Dallas. Jay, thanks for calling. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good. Okay, the answer is that let's say if you're on a country road, single lane road, if you're driving behind a guy that's driving too slow, if you want to take over, if you're driving the left side, you just move over a little bit. You can see somebody coming in front of you. That's the reason. Okay. So before you take over, so if you're riding, driving right-hand side, by the time you see somebody coming, they're going to hit you. Right, right. That's the reason they have they In England, they take over on the left side, right side. So they just move over a little bit. They could see if somebody's coming on the other side. Ah, uh, okay. That's the reason. Well, thanks, right, for, thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. We also got a response to that question from Twitter. Eric uh, replied to say that the reason we're, we drive on the opposite side of the road to our steering wheel is that uh, because of oncoming traffic. And Eric says when you drive on the left side or when, the ste- when you have the steering wheel on the left-hand side of the car, I guess we should say that the drivers from the opposite side of traffic face each other. So you have a better chance of seeing one another uh, when you're passing. So I'm sure there's probably a variety of reasons to that question. And if you've got another one, uh, another answer to it, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Suleiman in Irving. Suleiman, thanks for calling. Ah, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, my question is, me and my wife, we have a um, children's transportation service, and we're trying to t- change it to a TNC. We were looking at, like, in San Francisco, you can go before venture capitalists and different things of that nature. And I'm not, we're both not from these, this part. Um, so we want to know if there are venture capitalist firms in Dallas area, you know, that actually you can present a product to them mm. and they can actually, you know, say that they will fund you or do we just do the traditional Kickstarter, which that's something, a venue we are approaching to go through next week. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, we'll find out. If there's one out there, somebody will give us a call, okay? Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Line open at 800-933-5372, but let's go back to the mailbox right quick. Uh, Another answer on that driving on the left side question. Dave says, the reason the steering wheel is on the left side is because you need to be able to make left turns. Your view is obscured if you're on the right side of the car trying to make a left. Therefore, it's safer. Um, let's see. We also, Sarah also suggests that a good place to donate your vehicle is to KERA and all that info is at KERA.org. I'm quite sure that it's there. And we also heard, um, another response on the question about the tree with the, uh, pink flowers. Thomas says the tree with pointed leaves and pink flowers could be the Chitalpa. That's C-H-I-T-A-L-P-A which is a hybrid between a catalpa and a desert willow and has become very popular in water-wise plantings lately. Uh, it's, often sold, it's often sold as a desert willow, but it could be uh, that hybrid version. And we also heard here um, for the caller who, or the emailer who was wanting to know about where you could find a picanha, uh, Royd says they can be found at Central Market. Uh, let's see. Paul wants to know the best ways to raise orchids indoor without a lot of direct light. So these are, of course, the plants. So if you know how to raise an orchid indoor, Paul would want to hear from you. Uh, let's see. For the person who wrote in with about the broken keyboard, 
Stephen says Slemons Music Service off of Commerce in Dallas can help out with that. So thank you to Stephen and to Paul and to Roy for writing in. But why don't we go back to the phones? Let's go. Let's talk to Joshua and Bowen. Hello, Joshua. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Oh, yeah, I'm in Darwin, just so you know. Oh, sorry um, about that. Yeah. Hey, um, I was going to say uh, in regards to the mural paintings that um, my girlfriend does murals, and I also have another friend that does a lot of the um, murals around Dallas, uh, like in Deep Ellum. He's done them at hotels, like high-end hotels around Dallas and stuff. He's, he's epic. He from Texas, moved to L.A. for a while, and then came back this last year. So anyways, depending on how much he wants to spend and how and the detail that he wants to put on there, um, possibly my girlfriend or my other buddy can uh, help him out with that, and I can give you my information offline. But I also had uh, a couple answers to a couple of the other questions was the cell phone. Um, I would try Geek Squad at Best Buy. Um, they do stuff like that. Okay. And for the flooding, actually, I, through a PBS documentary I watched, um, it discussed uh, the flooding. And the reason why we have FEMA is because when people first started developing and moving uh, west, stuff like that, the federal government didn't regulate where people could build. And a lot of people built in flood areas. And then so there was mass devastation uh, with storms and stuff like that. And so the federal government came in to help those communities out and then started making these maps of where people could build. That's where that um, came from uh, and those charts came from. But as the guy said, they're not scientific. Uh, cities building and putting concrete down changes those flood zones, and, and, and many of them haven't been updated as seen in Houston with the last hurricane they had. Uh, in Beaumont, by, where my family lives, and all three of my family members' houses got flooded. But anyways, and the other thing was driving. Um, like the clock with the 12 and 24 hour system being different in America and say England and the metric system versus American system. Um, when we broke off from England, we did as many things possible to show that we were no longer tied to them. And so we originally drove on the same side of the road as, uh, the English, but when we broke off, uh, from England, we gradually started driving to the other side of the road and and that changed just to show our like England that they could go screw themselves and we're not like them. Well, very good. Thank you for filling us in on all those answers. Okay. Yep. All right. Take care. 800-933-5372. We've got just a couple minutes before we hit the break here. Um, let's see. We heard another question from Sylvia uh, who has a question about a deep Ellum building. And Sylvia says it's an old concrete building, several stories high, no windows except the very top. And it says Pearlstone. What is this building and what's going on with it now? If you've got an answer for Sylvia, you can shoot it over to anything at KERA.org. Uh, one more over there. We heard from Roselle in Dallas who wants to know if there's a nonpartisan organization that assists people registering to vote and accepts volunteers. Roselle, I believe, is looking uh, for an opportunity to volunteer. So if you know of a nonpartisan get-out-the-vote organization, uh, Roselle would love to hear from you. Why don't we go back to those phones? Let's see here. Let's talk to Daniel in Dallas. Daniel, thanks for calling. Yeah, hi, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having me on. So referring to the Kiefer Lime question, um, and I'm actually calling my, my father owns Sunshine Miniature Trees, and uh, they've had a really great citrus uh, selection, and I know he often carries 
keeper, and then if he doesn't have it in, then he can. I'm, I'm basically 100% sure he could order it if they were to call him uh, at, at his uh, at Sunshine Miniature Trees. And where is where is Sunshine uh, located? Is that a Dallas yeah, store? Yeah, since 1969, it's been on Greenville Avenue between Park Lane and Walnut Hill. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much for letting us know. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Uh, I think we got time for one more quick answer before we hit the break. Let's go and talk to Sharon in Fort Worth. Sharon, you have an answer about the diesel fuel? I do. Okay. The short answer is that diesel is the mother load. And so the catalytic cracking towers, those big refineries, you'll see the one pipe going up and then pipes going off. Well, as heat and pressure is applied, are applied to the diesel, the raw diesel, it rises in those towers, in that pipe, and then then at certain levels of temperature pressure, things, other things bubble off, like kerosene, gasoline, etc. Okay. So, diesel is the mother load, and therefore, if you just take the gasoline, it's less. Oh, okay. It doesn't have as much in it. Diesel is the mama. Very good. Well, okay. thanks for clearing that up for us. Appreciate it, Sharon. Uh, we got one more big segment coming back in just a bit. Uh, if you can get in at 800-933-5372, we'd love to hear from you. Of course, you can always hit us up at anything at KERA.org. We'll be back in just a minute. It's anything you ever wanted to know here at KERA. I'm Stephen Becker in this week for Jeff Whittington. We've got one more segment of your Q's and A's to get to. Uh, you can join the conversation at 800-933-5372. You can email us at anything at KERA.org. I'm also monitoring Twitter. Uh, I am at Stephen Becker, and I'll do my best to check in over there and see if you guys have some answers or questions there. Uh, let's see. Let's, uh, start off by going back to the phone. So let's talk to Sarah and Alan. Sarah, thanks for calling. Hi, thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. I had a quick question. So I heard that guava leaves are really good for hair restoration and hair growth. I'm having a hard time finding them in my Metroplex. I want to see if anybody out there in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex has seen it or has heard about it. Um, not the fruit, but the actual leaves. When you grind it up, you can um, usually get like a paste out of it and then apply it as a hair mask. So, are you looking? Are you looking for the full-on leaves, as if they were just plucked off the tree? Yes, sir. Exactly. Okay. Well, somebody will know where you can find them, and we will see if we can get an answer for you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank, thank you. Yeah, of course. Eight hundred nine three three five three seven two. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Sean in Louisville. Sean, thanks for calling. Hi there. Hi. So you have a question about this uh, driving column situation? No, or an answer. I, an answer. I'm sorry. Yeah, an answer. Yeah. Um, it goes back to where we had covered wagons. The larger wagons, the steering column was on the left side. So they just transferred it over to the vehicles. Like when you're driving the wagon, you started from. You were on the left side of the wagon, and you stir. You steered from that side. Okay. So. They just transferred it over into the vehicles. Sounds reasonable to me. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Line open over there at 
933-5372. We did get a few more questions into the mailbox. We heard from Henry, who is asking if anyone knows where he can find a walnut pie in Dallas or Plano. And we heard from Renee, who says she's going on an overseas camping trip and would like to take a small solar-powered battery charger for her cell phone. And she wants to know what she needs to know about flying with it, if there's any restrictions about flying with a solar-powered battery charger that is used for a cell phone. Uh, If you've got an answer to Renee or Henry's questions, I'm sure that they would love to hear from you. And uh, we've got, let's see, about 15 more minutes or so that we can get those from you. So surely somebody will have the answer to those questions. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. And let's talk to Tracy in Grand Prairie. Tracy, thanks for calling. Hi, thanks. I had an answer for uh, the lady who called in asking about voter registration organizations. Yes, yes. Uh, There's one called Headcount. Uh, The website's headcount.org. And it's a nonpartisan nonprofit. Um, they partner with musicians, go to concerts and venues, and register voters. Okay, great. Well, hey, thanks for letting us know. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. And also on the politics questions, uh, we got a question in from Sharon in Fort Worth who wants to know where she can get yard signs for down-the-ballot candidates. Uh, so I'm imagining Sharon is talking about, like, people running for local offices or maybe state offices that aren't the, uh, you know, government, uh, governor, lieutenant governor, that sort of thing. So if you have an answer for Sharon, uh, we still got a little time to hear from you. Let's see. We also heard from Tommy, who said you can get Kiefer Limes at North Haven Gardens. And let's see. We heard from Paula, who says that, the oh, that Pearlstone building over in Deep Ellum, so Paul says Pearlstone is an old grain elevator that's now owned by a longtime Deep Ellum resident and member of the Deep Ellum Urban Gardens. It's now a private residence. And uh, let's see, Paul says that he has uh, the person who owns it has gardens on the grounds as well. Well, thanks a lot, Tommy, Sharon, and Paula. Uh, if you would like to join the conversation, we've got some lines open, I believe, here, one or two, at 800-933-5372. You can also join... Uh, the conversation and anything at KERA.org. But uh, why don't we go to the phones and let's talk to Ubong in Plano. Thank you for calling. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I had a quick question. I believe someone asked about a Nigerian menu. Yeah, somebody had a question about a particular bean, I believe, for that. Yes, and I was just going to let him know that if he Googled, um, not Google, YouTube, just go on YouTube and type up Nigerian, blah, 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 whatever it is he's trying to figure out. Everything is out there. Right, because right. It would take too long to walk him through it. So. Okay. And I believe what our our uh, guest or our uh, caller was looking for was something called bambara beans. Is that an uh, ingredient that you're familiar with? What is it called? It was called bambara beans. Um, I know we use beans for akara. Maybe it's beans. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's just blended beans. You just peel it and blend it and then fill it in with whatever it is, fish, beef, um, spice it up, and fry it. Got and it. You could also cook it, like wrap it up in little containers and cook it. 
I gotta say, this is tough. This is a tough conversation during the lunch hour when you're stuck in a radio studio. <laughs> it's all sound, it all sounds very good, but uh, you know, I'll be out of here soon enough. And uh, thanks for calling in. It's and a Nigerian restaurant, and ask. It's, it's quite tasty. I would love to do that. Hey, thanks so much for all letting right. me know about that. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, take care. All right, you're welcome. is where you can join the conversation. Let's stick with the phones. Let's see. Let's go and talk to Laura in Dallas. Laura, thanks for calling. Um, Yeah, I'm responding about uh, somebody who wanted, like, a stop sign, another stop sign in Watago. Yeah, I think they were just wanting uh, okay. to know about how to get, uh, you know, road work done on an intersection or basically something updated. Okay, if it's a um, city street... You know, I would contact the city. If they have a public works department, we'll come to their website because sometimes public works is water and sewer and garbage, and sometimes it's roads. You don't have a street department. Mm-hmm. And contact them. If it's a TxDOT road, then you'd um, contact your uh, the TxDOT office. <clears throat> okay. Well, hey, thanks for cluing us in. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, let's get another answer on that same question. Let's let's see here. Actually, let's hold off for that in one for just one second. Let's get an answer from Karen in Dallas. Karen, thanks for calling. Sure thing. Uh, the caller that was looking for information on a nonpartisan voting group, mm-hmm. voter education group, the League of Women Voters has been on it for decades. Ah, yeah, of course. And um, so, do you know that? Do they actually? I think our caller was looking for a place to get. To volunteer to help register voters, does uh, League of Women Voters do that kind of work as well? Uh, that I couldn't be sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I know that they're really known, for, of course, for putting out, I, I believe it's like a nonpartisan voting guide every every election. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, they might, you know, or if... Uh, that would be my first phone call. Yeah, if nothing else, they might know uh, where, you know, where to get into that type of volunteering. Have you ever worked with them before? No, I haven't. I've always worked with the party. Ah, okay. Well, hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it, okay? Sure thing. Bye-bye. Okay. 800-933-5372 if you've got an answer. We've got just a couple of more minutes left in the show, and uh, then it'll be on to next week. But, you know, we also we always have the inbox available. That's anything at org. And I should say, you know, oftentimes we get people who, because I, I, I'm the one that monitors that box during the week, and we get people who uh, missed an answer to a question or uh, they maybe tuned out, you know, right before and didn't, wasn't sure if their question got answered. Well, we always post the podcast to the Anything Show. Anytime you go uh, you can actually visit KERA.org slash anything. And we always have the last 10 podcasts up. And uh, if you think that your question might have been addressed during the show, uh, but you maybe you missed it or, you know, those things happen. We always have the last 10 podcasts of the show posted over there. And that's at KERA.org slash anything. So that's a good resource for you if you happen to miss uh, maybe the tail end of the show. Um Going back to the inbox, we heard from Austin, who says that you can contact your local party chair or your local party precinct chair 
for down the ballot campaign yard signs. That was for the person who was wondering where you could get campaign signs for folks who are on down the ballot, running for election post uh, down the ballot. So anyway, uh, you can continue to send those questions and answers in at anything at KERA.org. But let's go back to the phones. Let's go and talk to Rick in Watauga. Rick, thanks for calling. Yes, I just wanted to uh, touch on the question about how to call in the street repairs or mm-hmm. signage uh, problems in, in any given city. You need to contact City Hall and get to the Public Works Department. In Watauga in particular, um, I left the phone number with your desk. Okay. And people can call that number and ask, you know, put in an extension for Public Works, and then they will take the request and send a team out to inspect the site. Oh, okay. So maybe they'll send somebody from the city out and check out and obviously just verify that the work that the yeah. person And I have one needs to... suggestion for you in terms of your format. Uh, I noticed in listening, sometimes when a caller mentions a specific name, like the name of a plant or the name of a, a product or a chemical that they're looking for, Sometimes it's hard to understand what they said on the air, and there's no way to back it up and replay it on your car radio, you know. And so it would help if you would actually repeat that word so that it's easily understood. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, we try to do that, but sometimes we forget. But that's a good reminder, and we will do our best to make sure that happens, okay? All right. Keep up the good work. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Let's stick with the phones. Let's go and talk to Scott in Grand Prairie. Scott, thanks for calling. Hi, um, I have an answer. Okay. About the uh, the uh, solar uh, panels with the batteries and flying and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no restriction whatsoever on the the solar panel panel itself. The restriction would be on the battery, uh, and it'd be one of those things where you just have to make sure that uh, you put that in your carry on and not your check luggage. Uh, those lithium batteries are not allowed in check luggage, only in carry-on luggage. Okay, and this is for the like that solar battery charger that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. So all of those solar panels are going to have a battery pack attached to it, and uh, yeah, they don't allow them in cargo holds because they're they're a fire hazard, and I mm. guess they 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 had rather a fire if there's going to be a fire, they'd rather know about it than it be someplace that they can't get to. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Hey, well, thanks for uh, thanks for cluing us in. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Let's see. We got one or two lines open here left. Uh, we also, of course, infinite space in the mailbox. That's anything at KERA.org. And I'm also on Twitter. I am at Stephen Becker. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Uh, so I'd love to hear from you over there. Let's see here. But why don't we stick with the phones? Let's go. Uh, let's see. Line one there. Let's go and talk to Halstead in Dallas. Halstead, thanks for calling anything. Yes, Um answer to the guy with the phone problem, the crack screen. Okay. He can uh, try Office Depot. They, uh, they, they, they they fixed one for me a couple of years ago. So okay. It might take about two or three days. but Yeah, that's uh, what I was just going to ask you. How long did that take for when you dropped that off? It took, they told me like three days, but they called me back before then for the phone. They had it done. Okay. So. Hey, well, hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, take care. Let's see. We've got uh, maybe a line open over there at 800-933-5372. Scrolling through Twitter, or the Twitter, as the guy who normally is in this seat likes to call it. Um, When we were talking about the, oh, for the person who called in was talking about uh, breaking off from the British and the different things that we did, Jimmy says, actually, 
on the switching to the 24-hour clock versus the 12-hour clock. Uh, Jimmy says the British didn't adopt the 24-hour clock until 1893, which, of course, is more than 100 years after our founding. So I think Jimmy is suggesting that maybe there's alternate reasons about uh, the 24-hour clock versus the 12-hour clock. Let's see here. Going back to the anything box. One second here. Sorry, dropping paper. Um, oh, yeah, we already got to this one. But, you know, we were talking earlier about Canada, about wanting to find local party precinct chairs for down-the-ballot candidates. And Austin said that if you call your local party chair or your local party precinct, that they sometimes can hook you up with those campaign signs. Um, so if you are looking for those, that's a good place to check. And let's see, we also heard from Anisha who says that Dallas County Civic Alliance is a nonpartisan organization that connects volunteers who want to help register voters. We had a previous suggestion for the League of Women Voters might have been uh, a possibility, but Anisha says an organization called Dallas County Civic Alliance is nonpartisan, and if you want to get out there and help register people to vote, that that's a good place to go. Uh, we got a quick question here. We're not going to have time probably to get an answer before the show wraps up, but we heard from Nicole. And Nicole is looking for a machine-type car wash that you can add while pumping gas for a few extra bucks. Do other gas stations in Dallas do this? Uh, Nicole has sent that question in, of course, to the Anything Box. So if you've got that answer, you know, we're about out of time here. But the box is open 24 hours a day, so maybe you can find us over there. Well, our show was produced today by yours truly. Fiona Norton took your calls. Gus Contreras looked after the emails. And Eric Bright engineered the show. Uh, once again, I'm Stephen Becker. And this week for Jeff Whittington, thanks for listening. And we will do this all again next Friday. <laughs>